Magic Without Fears Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Astrology Mom speaking to you on January 1st, 2023. We're at the beginning of a very exciting new year, um, one we hope is going to bring us all the good things we would like for ourselves, which we know is going to require some effort on our part and also some uh, good fortune in the in the realm of the universe supplying some of the ingredients that we need to make what we want to have in this life for this year. So we're going to look at 2023 from an astrological perspective using the outer planets. Um, some people like to look at the year itself. 2023 adds up to a seven and then some numerology people say add one and then you get a, the number eight, which is all about the eighth house of the zodiac, which is Scorpio, which is about power and money and materiality. Now, it also can be about, uh, on a deeper level, a deep understanding of the occult, the hidden nature of each of us. Who are we really apart from the surface levels? And when you get beyond the, we want to make money, we want to spend money, we want to have all the materiality that we want, um, and it starts to feel either rewarding or hollow, in either case, you want to get a little deeper and take a look at what makes up your own individual psyche and how you connect to the deeper psyche of the world at large, your, your immediate family, your neighbors, and uh, the world around you. Everyone has a different attitude about how connected they want to be to the vicissitudes of global affairs. Um, Scorpio is very focused on its own personal uh, sphere of influence, you might say. But when you look at what we're able to accomplish, a lot of that depends on what's going on in the world around us. So if we're going to look at the outer planets, we're going to start with Pluto. Pluto was uh, discovered in, uh, uh, when was that? Yeah, 1930. It takes 248 years to get around the zodiac, spends about between 12 to 31 years in each sign. So what that means for those of us living our lives is that it's a very slow transit. It's the kind of thing where if Pluto, uh, which is a very intense uh, transformative energy, it is the natural, one of the rulers of uh, Scorpio, the other being um, Mars, but it is the one that really brings you right down to your essence and then blows it up and then you get to rebuild yourself. So it's very much the phoenix rising from the ashes. And that can be, unfortunately, kind of an unpleasant experience. But there's also that kind of exhilaration if, as you start to identify that maybe what you're getting rid of in your life are energies and patterns uh, that are not serving you any longer. They may have come from from your parents or your culture, and that you're now discovering what it means to really be you within that context, and how much you have to shake off your culture or your 
family's influences and belief systems and dogmas in order to become who you are according to your really your inner your inner understanding of your own patterns and who you want to be in this life what kind of human being you want to be um, and we all hope that we come to an understanding that is going to be kind and and helpful to each other and to ourselves and that's the challenge when Pluto's in the process of breaking things down it's not very comfortable and it has been working very hard in the 10th house of uh, the world affairs the 10th house is the Capricorn house and it likes to set up structures and when Pluto comes along it will break down those structures. So it'll break down governments at all levels and it'll break down the structures of how we believe we should behave um, and it'll break it down to its essential elements and then we get to really look at it as it's being broken down and then we get to put it together in a new way. And each time that happens, we hope that we come up with a more humane and more loving and more um, egalitarian system of relating to each other. But it is up to each and every one of us to make that personal journey because we're each a part of the whole. And if we don't as individuals face up to our own limitations and our own um, pockets of uh, hidden truths, then the world as a whole is held back. So that, those influences, if you are a Capricorn person right now, if your sun is in Capricorn, it is at 25 degrees, tw sorry, 23 degrees Capricorn. It's been there for a while. It's going to stay in Capricorn a little bit longer. So if you are a Capricorn or alternately a Cancer because it's then opposing you, and then it's also square, which means it's putting pressure on anyone who is Aries and or Libra. They're going to be really deeply challenged by this. The experience of someone who's got Pluto right on top of one of their personal planets, and if you've got your chart, you can look that up. Um, if it's on top of something personal, then you're going to feel like you're being really pressured, really... Um, kind of like the uh, the pressure that takes coal and turns it into a diamond. Um, we love the uh, part where we become a diamond, so hold on to that if you're experiencing that kind of transformative pressure where Pluto is saying you have to become someone different and someone other than who you are. On a global level, on a, on a national level, what's happening is that governments that are repressive that um, are authoritarian are being put under a lot of pressure to change their ways. Um, and part of that is that that information will become more readily available to the average person because if we are at a stage where we can trust our governments at different levels, and we feel confident that they're doing right by us, then there's no transformation needed. When Pluto goes into, the, when it went into this house, a lot of a government malfeasance was uncovered, and it is continuing 
as we speak, as people are looking deeply into the structures that run our lives, that we empower to run our lives by voting in a democracy, or if we're in a dictatorship where people are challenging the dictator's right to control their lives. It's an enormous struggle when it happens on the personal level or on the global level, but it is one that is ongoing. And when it comes out of Capricorn and goes into Aquarius, and I'll just say when that's going to be, it's going to start heading into, for the first time, Aquarius, which is the the house of groups and friendships and aspirations. It's going to do that um, January 22nd. It'll go in there for the first uh, little bit. And it does something called going retrograde, which is very much a geocentric. In other words, we on the planet looking up, we perceive planets as going backwards. They, of course, don't do any such thing. But our perspective astrologically, using it as a tool for self-understanding and growth, we perceive it that way, therefore that's its impact on us. And it goes back and forth um, over certain pressure points, both personally and globally. And through that, growth has an opportunity of happening. So it's coming into Aquarius, um, and then it's going to go back and forth. And by the uh, end of this year, it'll be back in the last degree of Capricorn at 29 degrees. And what that indicates is by the end of this year, we should be seeing um, some resolution coming in terms of a lot of the uh, global pressure and personal pleasure pressure on changing how we relate in a very official way in our structures of government. Um, the problem with that is that if we haven't done our work, if we haven't really been proactive, then whatever, when a planet leaves a sign, whatever we're left with is what we are going to be dealing with f until the next transit. So it's the sort of thing where you want to do the work, and even though it can be very daunting at times, you want to make sure that when you leave that field of endeavor that you've done everything you can because what you get at the end is what you have to live with. So if you're overthrowing a dictatorship or standing up for freedom within a, a democratic country, you need to do the whatever work you can do to help make sure that that freedom is yours and available to everybody so it's a bit of a challenge, but this year is really we're coming to the to the end of a lot of the really intense transformations that have been going on in d these different levels of government. Um, and then it's going to go into Aquarius. Now, what's very interesting about this is Saturn has been in Aquarius, and Saturn is a, um, a planet of restriction and calcification um, meaning that people get very fixated in their ideas. So Aquarius is kind of an androgynous energy. It really is, uh, the original intention is to be humanitarian, to be 
supportive of all of humanity. Now, in the process of that, it, it tends to be focused in groups. So what we find during Aquarian times is that group the, the rights of groups become very, very important to, very, to these different groups of people. And when Saturn's in there, people's attitudes um, and values become really rigid. And they're in the they're in the service of wanting to be free and independent and equal, and yet there is that emphasis on being dogmatic and rigid in how this is accomplished. So it's a time when if you want to promote your particular group that you feel hasn't had its uh, say in life, then this is a great time to to take that on, but to remember that the impulse of Aquarius is always one of fairness. And if you're not promoting um, your group in the context of wanting all other groups to also have their rights respected, which is an enormous undertaking, it is not easy at all to find that balance where everyone's rights are respected, none are denigrated or held back. Um, It's an enormous challenge, and we can see this playing out uh, daily as people are fighting for uh, their group's rights to be heard. And it's a real challenge because there is such a a rigidity when you are dealing with Saturn. Now, Saturn... Um, is a very dictatorial energy, and Aquarius is a, an air sign, so it is very, very focused on its ideas, and it's it can be incredibly dogmatic, but when it comes through that, once it's worked through it, and it does need to be challenged because it likes to get really comfortable in its belief system, and you do have to get, um, in a loving way, you do have to get very clear when you're dealing with belief systems that they cannot be elevated to a place where they crush other people's belief systems. So it's an ongoing lifelong challenge. But when Saturn comes through there, it shows a time when um, there's a certain authoritarianism, a certain dogmatism uh, in attitudes and belief systems that we need to challenge. Um, And the way to do it is to always bring everyone's focus back to the heart and soul of Aquarius, which is fairness for everybody, equal rights for everybody. That is the essence of Aquarius. And when Saturn comes out of Aquarius, then that is hopefully what we will see having been established, is that rights, the rights of people who have been marginalized will be promoted, and the rights of, but within the context of the rights of everybody being recognized. A, a big challenge, and not something we do in, in one generation. What we find is that it flip-flops back and forth. But hopefully we're making strides as we go along. Um, Some parts of the world, it seems more repressive than others, but still the battle continues. 
and uh, we need to be kind to ourselves and each other uh, because the essence of Saturn, once it gets through the authoritarianism, the other side of it is wisdom because when you realize that authoritarianism is not the way to go, that you don't have the right to impose your value system and your preferences on other people, then what comes from that is wisdom and understanding. So it's the symbol of a wise and uh, seasoned mind and heart that can understand that we need to balance everybody's rights. And it's a very very difficult time to go through this on a personal level because it can feel like you're being very, very restricted. Um, globally, it's certainly playing out very dramatically. Um, and all we can do as individuals is to keep re asking of ourselves and each, and each other that we focus on fairness and kindness. And uh, Aquarius always has at its base, a humanitarian urge, a, a desire to make sure that everybody is well cared for and looked after. So the next thing we want to look at, um, and Saturn I did want to say, at the end of this year, we'll have moved into the House of Spirit. So we will then be looking at... Um, a resurgence, I believe, of people recommitting to their spiritual lives on a very individual way. It's not the house of um, religion, organized religion or philosophy. It's the house of personal spirituality, of people recovering their own personal connection to whatever spirituality means to them, whatever their connection is to a wider feeling of being a member of the world at large and whatever different levels you personally perceive the world to be made up of. Some people are just very focused in their senses. Others feel very much um, a call to different levels of consciousness. Whatever is true for each person, that's what's going to be explored um, much more dramatically and much more intensely once uh, Pluto, once Saturn gets into the 12th house and that's going to happen um, at the end of the year. So the next thing is um, Neptune, the planet Neptune, which is uh, a fun planet because some people, the modern astrologers, have ascribed its rulership to Pisces and uh, it was discovered in 1846, takes about uh, 14 years to get through each sign. So again, it's a slow transit. Any of the um, personal planets, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Mars, they move quite quickly. We're dealing with them on a regular basis. Um, by the time we reach adulthood, we've gone through several cycles of the beach. So we're getting quite adept at dealing with them. But these outer planets are more generational trends and global trends and national trends 
and we're all still learning more at the same pace because the transit is so much slower. So with Neptune in the 12th house, it is bringing a lot of confusion and um, a sense sometimes of being betrayed of one's own connection to the spiritual. So you'll see people are sort of floundering a little bit in terms of wanting to uncover their own spirituality. But it's a very deeply personal position for Neptune to be in. And it doesn't affect global structures in the same way as Pluto in the 10th house does. So it's much more personal. So that's going to be continuing in that house. So a really wonderful time um, for everybody to be really exploring what spirituality means to them. Um, it also rules hospitals. And I think we're coming to a time where people are looking at the disillusion of some of our hospital systems as they're our feel, people are feeling that they are not really as solid and as effective as we thought they were. And it is a time when we're going to have to restructure a lot of our systems. That should be the prison system um, and the hospital system, both ruled under Neptune, as well as people's spiritual quest for um, their own individual path to spirituality. Uh, the next one is Uranus is in the second house of personal resources, and that's a really tricky one. Uh, Uranus um, takes about seven years per sign, so again, it's another slow-moving uh, planet, and it's about halfway through Taurus right now, and it's in the sign of personal resources. And what we're finding is there's just a great deal of chaos in the money system because it opposes the money of others, which is the eighth house. And it's in the money house for each of us as individuals. And as we're trying to establish stability, uh, Uranus just keeps throwing everything up in the air. As new systems keep being brought in, they're not stable, they're not supporting us. Um, there's a lot of uh, fear and chaos in the money systems, and it's going to continue. Um, I think it continues for this whole year. Let's just see when it gets out of there. Yeah, it's still in there at the end of the year. It's got a little ways to go. So it's an enormous challenge, and all people can do is um, be conservative financially. It's not a time to take risks. I mean, if you come up with an opportunity and it feels 100% golden to you, then double and triple check because Uranus is the sign that will throw a spanner into the works, will we'll, at the last minute some reversal will take place. So we're getting a lot of that chaos in our money systems right now. And it's going to be a while before it settles down. But it is in Taurus, so the, the best solution is to be conservative, to not take risks, to not um, 
get fed up and decide what the hell. That's not going to help either. You want to be conservative, set up stable and reliable money systems to whatever extent you can. Um, and in terms of watching what's happening in the world, it's going to still be a chaotic year for all of 2023, which doesn't mean chaos every minute of the day, but it means instability and um, unreliability. And within that, we all are being challenged to be more stable and more solid and more um, reliable with our own finances. It's just not a time to be splashing out in, in big ways. Um, obviously, according, depending on your own personal level of financial stability. But the way to maintain that stability is to be conservative and make choices that you feel really confident in and uh, watch out for leaving yourself open to sudden reversals. You can't control the global nature of financial challenges. So all you can do is secure your own personal finances as best you can. We will be back with a little Q&A session after a short word from our many, many sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsors. Diving deep into the practices and reality tunnels of the esoteric and the occult, check out Praxis Behind the Obscure podcast, where I interview practicing occultists, do book reviews, and much more. Check us out on YouTube, Red Circle, and many other podcast platforms. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature, as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. That's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now, hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. While we cannot control whether any ads get put in the spots allocated, we thank you for listening to those that do since they help keep this project alive. You can also get ad-free content and bonus content and videos and a private webpage by subscribing exclusively to magicwithoutfears.com for only a couple dollars a week or $6 a month or 50 for the year. It helps a lot, plus you get emails about other exclusive things. Thank you very much.
Q&A time. Q&A with Astrology Mom. So, Soar, um, okay, let me, I'm just going to think, uh, ask some basic questions that I think m m people might just generally wonder, but also, uh, yeah, like, so you've touched on a lot of things. In, in the course of a year, I think we often um, wonder what it's a good year to focus on because there's always we always we always have all these things we want to do in life right but we can't do them all at once we can't do the we can't develop ourselves in every way every year are there certain specific areas that would be absolutely the best areas to focus on assuming you have the freedom to make these kinds of choices because god knows with the economic mm -hmm. and political situation in the world you might not have that many options but assuming you do have some options what are the areas where you think we'll find the best exaltation in ourselves, the best chance for growth development and change um and uh contrarily what would be some of the worst things to maybe focus on what would be not a great year to focus on certain things i don't think that I can answer that on because for each individual person, I'm looking at these planets on a solar chart and where they impact an individual. So someone who has Plu who is a Capricorn, like myself, if you have Pluto on top of one of your planets, you don't have a choice but to engage with it. Like some of these planets, when they land in a very key area of your personal chart, you will be you will be required to be active in those areas so i mean i don't want to make it sound like you don't have any personal agency but i'm an astrologer so my experience is when these planets hit your personal sensitive spots in your chart you will be dealing with these areas so except from the extent that i've already mentioned it uh, People are having to learn to establish, bring down structures that are not serving humanity's goals the way that we know they we want them to. Obviously, I live in a democracy to a certain extent. That's my bias. I want that to be available to everyone. Saturn in the 11th house is bringing us a lot of m mental restrictions and what we need to do individually with Saturn in that house for everybody um, is release dogmatic and rigid thinking and focus on how we can establish groups and belief systems that are humane and kind and respect the needs and wishes of all peoples big tall order neptune in the 12th is a time to get rid of the inequities in health care and I, even the prison system um, and to really delve deep into spirituality that's going to really be beneficial the second house of uranus um where uranus is in taurus it's a time to really be very, very cautious in your finances because we're going through a lot of upheaval. So those are the things that we can say in terms of general trends. The personal depends on where they fall in your chart. 
So look for Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, and Taurus. Uh, those are the signs that are being impacted. And then the signs that oppose them, then the signs that square them. So on an individual level, I can't say, because it's going to hit everybody in a different area of their life. The, the time of birth will shift where these planets fall. So if you're... Pluto happens to fall in your seventh house, then your marriage or any partnership with business could come apart. It could become, uh, through the pressure that's brought to bear, it could become better and more meaningful. But it's a very intense energy if it comes into that house. Uranus, if someone has a transit of Uranus in their seventh house of marriage and partnership, really difficult to keep the marriage together. That's just not to be negative, but that is the experience astrologers have, especially a little less so because it's in Taurus, but the challenge is how to have freedom within a partnership, because that's going to be a lot of pressure. So in that sense, it's each person's individual chart that will determine where they need to buckle down, uh, where they want to spread their wings and uh, and reach for the stars. Um, and so I can't say that when I don't have people's individual charts there because this is more of a global. Mm-hmm. These, are the, these are the influences. Well, I, w- I'm incl- I was about to be inclined to say that I asked a bad question, but your answer was so good that you elevated mm-hmm. the question to something relevant. So thank you for doing that. Okay. Um, because <laughs> I always, I, I, you, and you've reaffirmed my, my, uh, my, my uh, ever stated sus- belief that, that it's harder to find the right questions than answers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Absolutely true. Is it, is it a, is it, a, I know a lot of people are, consi- are facing, are struggling with their leadership and their governments is it a good year to fight back or a bad year to fight back well the the problem with pluto being in the house of governments and structures like maybe it's a good good year to sit back you know invest in yourself and just wait and see you know that's what i'm sort of thinking well pluto doesn't really give you that option so pluto (laughs) is in fact um making profound bringing tremendous pressure. You can look to Iran. People there are fighting because this is this is a good time for them. I mean, I have no right to comment on the, another a nation's problems. Um, but people there are fighting back from what we see, and they're trying to overthrow or set, make more humane a very repressive what seems to us to be a very repressive regime. So, yes, Pluto's in its last, uh, uh, what do we do, eight, eight degrees in the area of governments and um, at all levels, from, from city all the way up, even including the, the leadership in companies. So they're all being challenged right now. There's power struggles going on in all sorts of business arenas. And it is a time to stand up and be counted and say, um, I'm for respecting the rights of all of our people. 
I am not in favor of uh, authoritarian regimes, dictatorships. Um, Capricorn has a, a bad reputation at its lower range for being very inclined, uh, as does Pluto, to have repressive regimes. I mean, and you can see this through history. It's a very good idea to be aware of the history of our own world and different governments, and you've seen the cycles over and over and over again, and it's going to continue. There's never, I don't know that will ever be a time when we'll have world peace, which is something that we would all love, a, a humane governing body that we all contribute to, and that brings, literally brings prosperity and world peace to everybody, from the lowliest people, uh, lowliest in the sense of most vulnerable, to the 1%. So at the moment, we're not doing too well on that score. Some countries are doing better than others, but we don't, we haven't yet elevated our world consciousness um, and structures to a place where we're taking good care of everyone. We don't have food, we don't have housing, we don't have medical care for everyone on the planet. That in my opinion, should be our goal. We, we don't even have it in some of the most affluent cities in the world like ours. Yes, that is that is the issue. So Pluto's in its last eight years in that house. So this is the time to stand up and be counted for what your values are, what you want your government, your company um, to be representing. So it's always a time. And there's never a time not to speak stand up for what's humane. There's just never a time not to do that. Mm. But yeah, whether or not you should be, um, you know, going to the mattresses is another thing. Some countries have to mm. because they're dealing with, um, in their opinion, governments that are not respecting their rights and needs. In democracies, it can be a little bit more subtle and we can be a bit more complacent. So the pressure is on as people are digging into the different levels of our governments to see to what extent they're doing what we've actually asked them to do. What do you, what do you think is going to be the biggest causes of conflict interpersonally between people this year? Like, What's going to cause the most friction in society as we go out and just try and navigate through our fellow humans? Well, I, again, I would stay with the outer planets because I don't have people's... We have individual charts. We have each individual, you know, so each individual has their own unique presence. Each city does each country, and... Of course, yeah. We can only do what we can from our own personal perspective. So... What we're dealing with besides the Pluto is Saturn in Aquarius, and then Pluto's going to go in there, and it's very rigid thought forms. It's dictatorial. It's the pursuit of, and I, I think I mentioned this already, it's the pursuit of equal rights for all groups of people. And within that, as people fight for the rights of their special interest group, um, some people at some times are losing sight of the rights of all groups. We have to find a way that all groups are cared for 
we don't want to just simply substitute repression for, of, of one group to repression of another group. Well, that's we the need, real trick, right? Yes. And, and it's... Completing, competing values is, is always been one of the greatest challenges. Well, the it makes me think of, like you mentioned earlier, Iran. Uh, one of the reasons that the government was overthrown and the current leaders put in place was because the previous leader was seen as as really bad and dictatorial but in fact it was far better than what was replaced what replaced them so i'm i'm not i'm not a mundane astrologer i'm not uh well versed enough with uh mundane astrology does look into the politics mm. uh, of the world and i'm not i'm very much an individual astrologer because um, each each individual goes out there and makes up the world as we know it. And the most I can do is work with people as they want to be the best they can be, whatever that is for them. Um, so what we're dealing with, though, because I can't do that in this uh, kind of a conversation, is mm -hmm. just draw attention to these periods of time that we're dealing with, which is, this is a very repressive, Saturn and Pluto can bring very repressive dictatorial energies in their search for um, humanity and freedom and understanding. Aquarius wants very much to be humane, to have everybody's rights respected. But in the fight for that, um, as it becomes focused in just their individual groups, sometimes there's not a broad enough perspective. So all we can do is focus on, as individuals, putting our voice forward for those, for those positive values. Saturn's not going to let us have that easily. Capricorn, its real intention is to look after everybody in each country, each business. We all would like to be living the ideals. So we each have to embody those ideals. I, I know, just inside joke. <laughs> yeah. So we it's each nonsense. have to embody it, and so that's why I work with individuals. That's my interest. Um, we can clear out the, the traumas that are shown by Pluto, the repressive... Um, attitudes that we embody individually shown by Saturn, the delusions and betrayals that we carry as shown by Neptune, and how to ride the wave of chaos as shown by Uranus. Um, we're dealing with those challenges all the time, and the extent to which you're dealing with it will depend on your personal chart. So, date, so. place, time of birth, will tell you where these particular energies are focused in your personal chart. And if people want to learn more about their personal chart, can you help them with that? Yes, I can, <laughs> that, I can, that I can help with. All and right. that's a process. And we'll have a link if anyone wants a chart reading from Astrology Mom. Thank you so much for doing this. I think this was a wonderful way for us to spend some time New Year's Day and, and uh, Take a look contemplate at... the mysteries together, you and I. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you very much for the opportunity to talk astrology to 
anyone who's yeah. interested would love to do it. Thanks for taking Love it. to hear from people. Yeah, so thank you very much. And I know you have a bunch of readings you're doing coming up, so thanks for taking time out from your preparations. You do a lot of preparations for all these charts you do for people. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, everyone else does. Um, of course, you did the beginner class uh, lecture on astrology, which people can... Uh, do if they want to get an introduction to how to learn how to interpret charts for themselves and that's uh, available on hermeticmysteryschool.com and they can get a reading from you by uh, going to hermeticpodcast.com and uh, there's a way to pay through there and uh, get a chart done with astrology mom you know before you kick the bucket yeah well <laughs> the, the bucket's still a few feet away so not a problem all right Thank you very much, Mom. Love you. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. <laughs>